time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of the podcast. Great to have you along with us today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Charles Weldy, and this is Reengineering Your Finances. Charles is the founder and certified financial planner at CP Weldy Group, serving you in the Delaware and Chester County areas with an office on uh, Route 52 there in Chad's Ford, PA. Find us online at cpweldygroup.com. Charles, good to be with you this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. How you doing? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, it's been interesting. We were talking just before we started recording today about how more and more people are starting to take the masks off and uh, the signs of life back to normal, uh, even in some of the everyday movements. I know I went back to the gym and people are getting rid of the masks in the gym if they're vaccinated and same thing down in uh, the, the grocery store these days. So Yeah, we had a wedding this past Saturday and pretty much everybody there was maskless. It was like really great. You know, getting a w- back w- to normal. Weird feeling? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was good to see everybody again, literally, you know, and see who went to the dentist and who didn't. <laughs> that's too funny yeah that was uh you could get away without brushing your teeth for a while there with uh for the past year with the mask on but not anymore got to get back to the good personal hygiene right absolutely <laughs> well, we've got a great show on the way for you today and we're talking about uh, retirees and do you really need life insurance if you are retired or maybe approaching retirement I would say, ironically, Charles, life insurance is kind of a young man's game, right? The perception is that many people who need life insurance, it's when you're younger and then that need decreases as you get older. Absolutely. That's what most people think about. Like, you know, life insurance is for those who are young that have families to support. If they were to die too young, you know, basically there's got to be funds available to maybe pay down a mortgage or maybe income replacement for the surviving spouse or education for the kids. So, in the real world, you know, realistically, you know, young people will gravitate towards life insurance because basically it's fairly inexpensive when they're young and it's definitely a real need dying too soon. Well, we're going to try and explore some of the ins and outs of life insurance. And truly, is that the case? As you age, life insurance becomes less necessary. Uh, we're going to look at a few different angles and perspectives on the show today. First of all, Charles, just life insurance in general. To a lot of people, it's kind of a, a dirty word, right? A bad word. You, you invoke images of, of Ned from, uh, from Groundhog Day when you start talking life insurance. Well, why does it have that connection and connotation? Well, my personal belief, Walter, is that people are generally skeptical when it comes to life insurance. And it's easier to be skeptical than it is to get informed. And, you know, for most people, um, you know, they just don't know the ins and outs of life insurance, what the pluses are, what the minuses are. And and, and basically, I just want to share a story. You know, uh, it's kind of a humorous story. If, um, if you ever are on a crowded plane and you want the seat next to you to be like, you know, empty, what you do to the person next to you when they ask you what you do for a living, you just smile and you say, I sell life insurance. <laughs> Believe me, they'll get up and they'll, they'll be gone within like a minute or two. But I think skepticism really is um, the reason why, you know, life insurance is a dirty word to a lot of people. They just don't understand the benefits of it. And they, you know, by not understanding the benefits of it or how it works, you know, they kind of ignore it and push it to the side, so to speak. That's a good point. So how do you determine kind of just that initial uh, idea of does somebody need life insurance, period, before we even get into kind of what kinds or amounts and anything like that? Just how do you determine if there's indeed that need? Well, I was always trained that life insurance is, you know, uh, necessary for people that will die too soon or live too long. 
All right. And um, when you think about it, dying too soon, as I mentioned earlier, you know, you might have a mortgage that needs to be paid off if you have a family. Uh, the kids got to get educated. The, uh, you know, the income that is not there anymore has to be replaced. So basically, um, you know, determining the amount of life insurance, you know, they sell them in increments. I mean, you can buy whatever amount you want, but generally speaking, a half a million, a million. I think today most people will gravitate towards a million dollars um, for the sole purpose of like, hey, it's a nice round number. It probably will pay off anyone's mortgage and probably provide a, you know, a nice nest egg for the remaining, you know, spouse, whether it's a he or she to, uh, you know, maybe not make some real important decisions too quickly after the death of a, you know, of a spouse, and they'll have a little bit more time to plan and, you know, not feel pressured. You know, again, I'm just throwing a million dollars out, but, you know, depending upon the type of insurance you get, it could be uh, fairly inexpensive based on your age. Yeah. So what goes into that, you know, right amount of life insurance that's needed once you determine that need, just, just all these different factors, it's hard to kind of uh, pick a, a direction there. Yeah, I mean, we could even look at a couple that, you know, basically they've got it made. They've got over a million dollars in a retirement account. They got two social security checks. The question would be, do they need life insurance? And most people would probably say, no, that, you know, they're fine. There's no mortgage. The kids are, you know, educated, grown up. They have their own careers. But maybe there's um, a need for long term care and uh, life insurance. Uh, you know, most people don't really realize that you could buy a permanent life insurance policy that has a death benefit. Let's just use an example, a half a million dollars. And that money could be available for long-term care if either one of those two married couple, uh, you know, husband, wife needed it. So again, you know, just to make a blanket statement that um, at a certain age, it's too expensive or uh, there's not a need for it. There's many other uses for life insurance uh, besides, um, you know, income replacement uh, and, you know, just, uh, you know, helping a surviving spouse. It could be a long-term care benefit. And even today, there's a movement towards creating like tax-free income for people by using a life insurance product. And, you know, I don't know how technical we're going to get on today's um you know, podcast, but basically, you know, traditionally when you buy life insurance, you want to get the most, you know, death benefit for the least amount of money. When you're older, it kind of flips over where you want to get the least amount of death benefit for the most amount of money. So that money that you put into the contract will grow tax free and the insurance component is very small so that the cost won't be that, you know, as steep. And it could be a, a viable alternative than just having, say, a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Would you say that's sort of a strategic use of life insurance? Are there some others like that that aren't maybe obvious to people on the surface? I'd say that's definitely strategic. Uh, are there any other uses? I mean, creating tax-free income is one. Long-term care would be another. Um, family legacy. I mean, if I'm, you know, if, if I have parents and I'm like one of three kids and they each, you know, maybe my parents have one and a half million dollars, and a half a million's in a life insurance contract, a half a million's in an IRA, and a half a million's at the bank. Uh, basically, if I have my call on which one of those three assets I want to inherit, I definitely want to inherit the life insurance policy because it's tax-free. If I inherit the, um, the, the, the IRA, I have to pay tax on it. If I'm in a 30% tax bracket, I don't get 500,000. I get 350 after I pay 150,000 in taxes. And if I inherit the, um, I guess the money at the bank, yeah, there is no tax on that. But basically, there's nothing 
better to inherit than tax-free life insurance. All right. Last but not least, uh, Charles, I'm curious about that discussion between term, whole, and universal life insurance. How does that usually go with your clients? Well, I mean, pretty much everyone's familiar with term insurance. And term insurance, generally speaking, is the cheapest insurance because it just lasts for a certain term. You could have a 10-year term, a 15-year term, a 20-year term. But after that term expires, the premium goes up. And as a general rule, most people do not renew because you know, the costs are prohibited. So term insurance is a temporary need, uh, pretty much inexpensive, and most people gravitate towards the term insurance. Now, when you come to permanent insurance, like a whole life policy or a universal life policy or an index universal life policy, it gets a little bit more complicated. Why? Because you're actually putting more dollars in there. And basically, you know, there's a performance that the policy will will do, whether it's like interest on a whole life policy or whether it's like, um, I guess, interest on a, a universal life policy. There's certain projections that are in that illustration. And, you know, by today's standards, uh, interest rates being historically low, I'm not so, so sure how high you know, you can project the interest rate on these policies with a low interest rate environment. So, um, you know, how does the conversation go? I mean, I find that most of my clients and or prospects are very interested in learning about it. But at the end of the day, it's hard for most of them to pull the trigger on a permanent policy. The main reason being that skepticism about whether they're going to make those rate of returns that are projected in the illustration or not. And uh, sometimes it's just hard to overcome. It it has to be more of a faith-based investment than something where you got to prove it before it happens. Because realistically, even though the illustrations aren't, quote, you know, gospel, um, when you invest your money in the market or anywhere else, that's not gospel either. There's certain criteria, um, you know, certain expectations. And again, uh, I think more and more people would gravitate towards life insurance, permanent life insurance, if uh, they took a little bit more time to fully understand it and really compared it with other asset classes like stocks, bonds, and cash. Pretty good breakdown of life insurance and maybe why you might still think about it in retirement or as you approach retirement, Uh, not just for when you're first starting out working and uh, beginning with that family, certainly some other uses and uh, reasons why you might want to have life insurance as part of your financial plan. If you'd like to reach out to Charles Weldy and have a conversation about maybe your financial situation, your plan, and how you can best prepare going forward, and maybe where life insurance fits into that equation, you can certainly talk to Charles about that. 610-388-7705. Again, 610-388-7705. Or go online to cpweldygroup.com, and we'll put a description in the show notes of uh, today's show where you can go check out uh, that contact information so it's easy for you to find. Again, just check the show notes or the description section for that. And I promise you, you'll have a much better time talking to Charles than you would if you were talking to Ned from Groundhog Day. Right, Charles? (laughs) Absolutely, for sure. (laughs) Thank you, Charles. We appreciate the help. And thank you for listening to the show today. We'll talk to you again next time right back here on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.